You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett as talking some Nebraska basketball. And the news continues to turn in the world of Husker basketball as uh, we just learned here on Wednesday. It's official, Robin. Isaiah Roby will keep his name in the draft. The deadline for underclassmen to withdraw was by Wednesday night. Roby made a statement via tweet. Um, that he has decided to officially go through with this. And I think on the surface, most people are like, oh, that's not a surprise. But it was maybe closer, Robin, than people thought. Yeah, and I mean, this was kind of the conclusion I think most people thought was going to happen for a while, um, especially just considering what was happening with the roster during the pre-draft process. I mean, it really didn't have as much to do with what he was doing, but what Fred Hoiberg was doing and the fact that uh, they filled up the roster and basically – his decision left him a man over the 13 scholarship limit. So that was a pretty good indication that, um, you know, the plan was to move on. And uh, Isaiah was upfront about that from the beginning. You know, he said his plan was to perform well enough and uh, get enough uh, feedback that uh, was basically going to, you know, not guarantee, but leave him feeling good enough that he was going to be a draft pick. And, you know, he went through the combine, worked out with several NBA teams, um, even before the combine and after the combine and, you know, leading up to just hours before uh, that deadline Wednesday night, uh, you know, I think he was still kind of weighing that decision. And um, part of it was, I think his, his dream scenario was he was going to do so well that the teams were going to say, you know, we, we think that you're a first rounder, you know, we could see you going, you know, late first round and at worst early second. And I don't think that was the case. I think probably the feedback he was getting is, you know, you're probably looking at a best case scenario of being an early second rounder and more likely a mid second rounder. But when all was said and done, the goal was for Isaiah to make the jump to the NBA and where he's drafted, you know, it's nice. Obviously there's money involved there, but in the end it was, will he have a chance to get an NBA contract? And I think he felt good enough um, in the hours before that deadline that that was going to be the case and decided to stick with the plan that he'd had all along. So in your opinion, do you think he is drafted late first, second round, undrafted? What's your take today? I'm going to say mid-second round. I think that's kind of now the new consensus. Um, The draft mocks are all over the board. I mean, some people have him as high as 25th. Some people don't have him listed at all uh, in the 60-player draft. So it's uh, with overseas guys, it's really that's hard. The thing a lot like, of those mocks don't take into account international players. And there's so many good international guys, and those load up the second round because they're, they're draft and stash players that uh, the NBA teams just get the rights to, and so they aren't even necessarily some like, dude from Africa or, or Croatia or whatever it is. And so uh, yeah, that's um, you know I think part of the whole deal that uh, it's hard to know where exactly he is going to fall in place, but I do think that you know he's a lot like some of those international guys where. The biggest thing he has going for him is his potential and, you know, the unknown of what he could be with proper development. And so I think there's going to be at least one team that is going to take a chance on him. Um, maybe a team that has multiple second round picks that, you know, has the luxury of taking a flyer and they're going to draft him. He's going to spend a year in the G League and hopefully um, under that professional development where he's focusing on nothing but basketball, not worrying about school, not worrying about, you know, all the campus student athlete life. Uh, that 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 is finally going to really click with him and all that potential is going to come to fruition so it's not going to be easy that first year in the g league that's that's a grind Uh, i mean it's minor league baseball you're riding on buses and uh, staying in not so nice hotel rooms and playing in random cities around the midwest uh, in front of just a handful of people and you know if you're not 
mentally cut out for that, that can be tough. And so that's, that's I think, going to be as hard of a transition for Isaiah as anything. Uh, he had it really good uh, at Nebraska. I mean, with the amenities and the fan support and all that stuff, he was a star around here, and he was living first-class lifestyle, charter flights to everything. It's going to be a reality for him. And how he handles that, I think, is going to dictate just as much uh, what he does on the court uh, as far as making that jump to the NBA. And people are probably asking, well, what kind of money is the G League? Because if you get drafted in the second round, you're not guaranteed a contract, right? Yeah, it's it's. I don't necessarily know. I think only lottery picks are guaranteed. Uh, oh, I thought the whole first round, not the whole first round. I'm not sure. But the G, the G League salary. I haven't, co- I haven't covered a lot of drafts, Sean. The G, the G, <laughs> the G League salary is only $7,000 per month for a five-month season. So a guaranteed $35,000. Um, but there's a lot of bonus incentives yeah. in there. Um, if you get called up to teams, um, you know. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it's not like you're signing up for a full season commitment. I mean, basically, it's like I said, it's like the minor leagues where you can get called up at any time. Um, I think that's the minimum uh, of what you know you could make. And the minimum's thirty five grand, right? And last year, a total of fifty NBA G League players were called up uh, to different teams, um, and. Of those 50 players, they earned approximately 225000 per player. So, I mean, that's kind of probably what you're hoping for, right, yeah. is to, to be one of those guys if you're in the G League and um, develop and get a chance to get a 10-day contract, wherever the contracts are now for the call-ups. Right, and that, that G League, you know, it's full of guys, undrafted players, drafted players. And, again, uh, this year is different than it, I think it has been in previous years because the NBA is putting such a, um emphasis and a commitment towards – beefing up the G League. They want to make it more of an attractive option so kids aren't going to New Zealand to play for a year and just skipping college out of high school or, uh, you know, whatever it may be. So they they want to make that kind of like their, their own little feeder program uh, for kids that don't want to be student athletes, they want to get paid to play basketball, uh, and they can get proper development and kind of get uh, brought up uh, through the ranks slowly and surely, as opposed to just getting thrown on the fire and then flaming out right away like the, it had been in previous years. And the shoe money, you know, with what happened, I mean, this year is probably one of the first years where there's no behind-the-scenes shoe money really going on because of the FBI stuff, right? I mean, that, that yeah, that, you would assume so. I mean, Nike and Adidas and Under Armour and whoever companies are were involved doing these things. So there's probably a lot of kids right now that expected to get that money that aren't getting that money, and it will be interesting to see. Yeah, I read that one kid's going to New Zealand, one mm-hmm. of the top the top yeah, guys, the, the top player, yeah. RJ Hampton, and he'll get like over a million to do that, right? Oh yeah. Well, so so when it's the same league, it's the NBL, the New Zealand Basketball League, or whatever it is. Uh, that was the same league that was trying to get Isaiah. Um, Ty Webster to leave Nebraska early and come back there because uh, obviously Ty played on the national team in New Zealand and they were offering him a, a six-figure contract and that's Ty Webster you know a guy that wasn't even really a draft prospect so uh, I mean that that shows you the kind of money they have and that's what the NBA is trying to com- uh, compete against to keep kids here keep them within their own organizations and develop them the way that they want to be developed a lot of those overseas leagues are state sponsored and country sponsored too um, like you know like all these volleyball players go and play in Russia and these places and they make like 500 600,000 to play overseas and you're like where's the money coming from it can't be coming from just ticket sales or mm-hmm. TV contracts and you know the the countries fund these teams for nationalism and it's just one of the things that so like yeah it's it's weird how places where you wouldn't think that could pay this kind of money can pay this kind of money overseas and the whole one and done things a whole nother discussion i mean i th- i think we are going to see this change eventually with 
one and dones mm-hmm. being allowed, high school players allowed to be drafted. It's a matter of how many more years it's going to be. Right. And again, that's going to come with uh, more investment into the G League to make that you know a good intermediate spot between kids that are good enough to play in the NBA. They're just not ready yet. I wish they could make it a three-year window where but i don't know if they could do this but if if you declared that's fine you're done but if you go to college it's like baseball you got to play three years Mm -hmm. um i just don't know if we're too far down a road where i don't know if they can do that yeah it's tough i mean and the coaches may not want that either. that's the thing yeah they want to get rid of some of these guys if 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 you know you're a first round pick and you got to stay there three years you're going to be just a not a very happy well, person. Well, and then so many of those kids aren't even going to come to school for even a year. I mean, they're going to go play overseas somewhere. Yeah, I mean, that's going to become more of an option. So you're going to see this continue, continue to evolve over the years that uh, it's going to be interesting to follow. All right, when we come back, Mike Wheeler is going to join us as he'll brag about his trip upcoming to Oklahoma City and his weekend that he'll get to spend in Bricktown Ballpark for the regionals. But we'll take his questions from him as well in the mailbag. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.